one. You guys are live. What's going on, folks? Welcome to this week's episode of the Running Gun Podcast. I'm Jay Peeps. I'm JC. And, and tonight we got another got good you. one lined up for you. We it's going to be a good one tonight. I'm excited for tonight. I can't wait. You know, it's a lot of a lot of topics going on tonight. A lot of drama that happened in the past few days. We got our Super Bowl matchup. A lot of drama going on in the NCAA. A lot of drama going on in the NBA. And then a few interesting hot topics. And a lot of drama going on in the MLB, too. Drama. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Drama. And that's what y'all I like. Y'all, welcome to our, y'all gonna like the question I got for y'all tonight regarding MLB. Well, welcome to our uh, our gossip hour, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, we're 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 like we're like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo of sports. Yes. I like that. I really like that. That's pretty good. You know what? Well, listen, guys. I just want to say thank you for showing up to the show, and then uh, seven six seconds. We about to give you the best show of your life, and if you don't, uh, come back next week. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is JP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flyers. This is Denny Hendricks. And you are listening to. And you are listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast. What's going on? We are back again. And the first thing we got to start off with tonight is actually pretty interesting breaking news that happened this morning. So we already knew that Danny White was leaving UCF and going to Tennessee to be the new AD. He was ranked, what, fourth among active ADs in the country. So now today we find out Jeremy – no, not Jeremy, my bad. Ooh, almost messed that up. Josh Heupel, who was the head coach at UCF, is now also headed to Tennessee to be the new head coach. So Tennessee took a trip to Disney World, got on a few of the rides, saw some sights, and came back to Knoxville with a new head coach and a new AD. Go Bulls! If you can't beat them. Wow. Wow. If you can't beat them, still they coaches. <laughs> All right? I, I, I seem yeah. to misplace my money bag here. But obviously, Tennessee is doing something right to be underneath such a heavy heavy weight going on with their program and still be able to land two top tier coach a coach and a d from the same school i mean mm. that's some hell of a poaching right there it's my thing i don't think that's ever happened before i don't uh, think that has i've never I've, I've never heard of that yeah um and then the other thing too is a lot of people like even your boy chris torello at torello sports shout out to him uh he said that this was actually a good move by UCF because I think he kind of pointed out the fact that UCF has slightly regressed under the watch. I I agree with that in some areas, and you know what? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I have to agree with that because, I mean, look, they went from a New Year's Six team that lost to LSU 
and most of those guys were Scott Frost guys to, you know, now, I mean, it's hard to tell this past season because it was a COVID year, but they, they regressed a but lot. You know, I mean, even still they're on a, they're on a cultural slide. I, I think the yes. culture is just different. I mean, they've gone through a, a different coach and now it's different recruiting, right? They've gone through those players mm-hmm. who have been under that old coach. And now it's just, mm-hmm. you're starting to see the, the effects here. And honestly, that should tell you how good of a job Frost did. Yeah. And that's why I constantly always say he should never have left Orlando. He was the perfect fit for there. Because now he, he's got his foot in his mouth in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he should have stayed yeah. at UCF. Uh, I feel like if he would have stayed at UCF, we would have a larger argument for opening up the college football playoff. Yes. Yes. Because think about it. If UCF is really good this year, right? Cincinnati's really good. Then you got Coastal Carolina and the Wings, you know, maybe not the best. Liberty. But still part. Liberty. You have a whole bunch of good teams. But adding UCF in the mix, uh, a school with national acclaim, and whether that national acclaim is good or bad, um, some bad publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Right, so you want everybody's uh, name, everybody uh, mouth to be on your name, and uh, I, I feel like he should have stayed at UCF. He probably would have made that happen. That would have been fun. Would have been amazing. Right, and then um, the other thing too was, uh, and I look, he he pumps out coaches like he pumps out players. Nick Saban has made two key hires to his staff. So Doug Marone has been hired from Jacksonville as the offensive line coach, and Bill O'Brien has been hired as the as the quarterback coach. So Bill O'Brien, look, I, hey, look, I know, I know, I know. Bill O'Brien is going to be coaching Bryce Young, while Bill O'Brien is going to be guided by Saban. I guess this is kind of like you know a coaching rehab for both those guys to kind of get themselves back into the coaching world. I really think the difference should focus on, you know, college ball once they come out. But I mean, hey, look. Really surprised, though. Not really. I'm really surprised. I mean, Nick Saban does this. He takes, he takes in a high tier coach, right? Yeah. Down on your luck. You've been going through mm-hmm. some bad year, bad years, right? Takes a high tier coach, grabs them. You know, still. Even even with my problem with Bill O'Brien as a Texas head coach, he's still a good coach. I just don't think he worked out well in the NFL. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. I mean, eventually, he, that he professional level was, was. He shouldn't have been different. the. He shouldn't have been the GM and the head coach. He should have hired someone to be the GM. Absolutely. I mean, it's like that. Uh, what is it, Chip Kelly fiasco, where they gave yes. him. I mean. It's, it's expected when you're not having a coach like Bill Belichick do it. But, I mean, we've seen him do this before. He, he grabs a, a coach and then, he, you know, they go through they go through rehab. I guess rehab is a tough word for it. But <laughs> they go through rehab. I call it rehab. I call years. it rehab. They stay for a couple years and then they go off and they go get a, a coaching job somewhere. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Lane yeah. Kiffin. Lane I was Kiffin. just about to say his name. Steve Sarkeesian. 
I was just about to say that. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Just joking. Just joking. Oh, I was about to say it. Were you trying to see if we were just going to agree with whatever he said? Yeah. I was going to say, because Lovey Smith, he's not, he out of a job right now. Hey, listen, don't talk about Lovey like that, all right? We skip it. Hey, hey so, like so the other bucks. thing, the other thing, too, that we got here is the FCS spring season is still happening. It's still happening, yes. As some teams are playing six games. I, I for one, still want to see how this plays out, because I mean, the, the, the vaccine is here. But the thing is, the distribution of it—it's not fully distributed no. yet. You're not gonna have full crowds and stuff. I mean, I don't think—I don't think you were anyway. Everybody's on. Everybody's on Twitter talking about how, you know, uh, spring homecoming and spring Bayou Classic are gonna be a movie and stuff. I'm like, look, that's not gonna happen. That's no, not gonna no, happen. No, I'm just—I'm no, just telling no. the truth. You talking about the wrong thing about. Like- talking about the vaccine and the disproportionate giving uh uh giving out of the vaccine oh my goodness i forgot my words but what we're not talking about is the fact that these players are going to play in the spring season and then going to have to play in the fall season again. exactly i mean exactly. there's an enormous amount of wear and tear i mean uh, a lot of people complain that the off season for football is very long right you know football is bad mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but there's a reason it's like that that is breaking down your body and now mm-hmm. they're gonna do this and i can you refresh me how long is the the schedule it's so the spring camp has started already the okay. season runs until april which is when you know you got your conference championships like the swag the fcs playoff i believe has been sliced down a bit from the original 16 teams. I think it's been sliced down to eight. But Okay. So yeah. let's just let's just long cut this and say May. Right? So then you have June, July, August. That's three months. August, you're basically wrapping it ramming it back up again. You really exactly. only have that's only two months to recover. I say end of August, right? But I'm giving extra leeway time because I did cut extra time into May. But still, mm-hmm. you're max getting three months to recover from this season. No matter what, yes. that's not a good that's not a good look for your players. Exactly. And see, here's the thing that gets to me. And I know I might make some people upset when I say this. You have certain outlets of media certain HBCU media and certain arrogant folks that were on Facebook, like the SWAC conference folks that were in the SWAC group chat that said, oh, spring's going to be amazing. Spring would be better off. And I was like, no, that's even worse than playing in the fall. And they're like, oh, the heck with that. The heck with that. Oh, you called me crazy. Didn't want to listen. And now look. Because don't, and then don't, don't get upset talking about, well, how come we don't seem like ourselves? Because we started slow, like we started slow to the twenty twenty one fall season, which matters more, if you ask me. Don't, don't it's it's so stupid. Yeah. Spring in the COVID year does not weigh as heavily as fall 
in a what's supposed to be regular year. Exactly. And then what's the protocol if some of these guys test positive? That's your answer right there. This is oh, exactly NFL. Yeah, see, you know, NFL. Oh, four fifty-five set. Oh it's man, you know, honestly, I look, man. You you know me. I I was I was watching it with with a few friends. I was watching the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Because look, last time the Bucks made the Super Bowl, I was what five years old, sitting in my grandparents' house. Seeing that happen again, and then the fact that they went into another cold environment, a frigidly cold environment, and got it done was just jaw dropping to me. I was like, oh my god. I f- I feel better in round two. Who who is it? I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here. Tom Brady just threw another interception. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna right. get to that. But I'm I'm ruffle your feathers here right now. Right now, I need ruffle my, my congratulations. Go ahead, say it, cause y'all call me crazy. Y'all call me crazy. What's up? Oh wait, hold on. You said the you said the Bills were gonna win the AFC Championship. Though. Okay, all right. Listen, you don't get everything right, but when you do get it right, you need to take the mm-hmm. credit. So everybody was talking about how the Packers is going to beat the Bucks, right? Now I want to hear my credit. I want to hear my thank yous. You know, good, good job. You're welcome. You know, uh huh. You're welcome. Oh dang! <laughs> you know what? You know what? See now, see now he going to choose violence. Now he going to choose violence. It. I ain't worried about it. The Bucks. I, I, so they're, they're, the Bucks are going to be the home team. Okay. Yes, but they. They elected to wear white. The Chiefs are going to wear red. I can respect that because they're technically supposed to be black. It is in their stadium, and this is an unprecedented thing. I just want to know, are they going to let the cannons fire? Probably not. Not probably. Probably. How do I, they see, that's, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's only right. The thing I find to be... Just the amazing fact is that I and I have to congratulate Bruce Arians and this coaching staff on it. The majority of this coaching staff for the Bucks and even the Chiefs, predominantly African American. I have to give it to him. And then also at that, Bruce Arians staff. He's got two women on the coaching staff. Like one of them is a D line coach and the other one is a strength conditioning coach. Listen, I'm not really big on the uh, women shouldn't coach thing. What does the D-line coach look like? Ooh, you know what? You you, you have to Google that. I don't know if I'm allowed to put the picture up while he's on doing, While he's doing that, um, I, I'm not really big on the women shouldn't coach in the NFL thing because, I mean, listen, there's some ballers out there, some strong, some strong women out there. Listen, if you want to coach and – you good enough at it? Go ahead, shoot. Get the same chances as everybody else do, and obviously they proved that. And now look at them—they they run around in the I'm happy. I'm glad. This is a, a nice step forward in the uh, equality phase. Gender does not make a coach. Yes. So these are both of the women. What's the quote? You really looked that up. He. Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with you? 
Yeah, buddy. He baited you, Brad. <laughs> yeah, so you got her name is Lori Locus and Mariel Hava Divar. I, I can't say that name right, but they're oh, both. Man, yeah. Your names. Good Lord. Listen, well, Tampa Bay has been excellent on the road, right? They've been playing yes. uh, away this whole playoffs. Yes. And I mean, they've been they've been playing pretty decent. Uh, but your boy Tom Brady. What's up with those picks, man? Honestly, I I was just watching Shannon and Skip talk about this. So they both agreed and said, oh, look, he's going to pull out his drink now. I know he is. Um, Tom Brady played played his best game of the season in the first half, but looked very suspect in the second half after Green Bay went in. (laughs) No, he didn't just look back again. But um, uh, I will say Watch the, Bucks, the Bucks defense won that game in the second half. Absolutely, and you know, you know, for all the talk about this Bucks offense, I, I'm pretty sure I said this before, but that Bucks defense—it's something. Yeah, nice. yeah, it, and it's and it's going to get better. Who is it? I'm the pass interference call that really didn't happen. Now, I went back. See, I will say I went back and looked at that as well. And I believe it was Kevin King had a handful of T-shirt on Tyler Johnson. Did you see the other ones that they didn't call the whole game? No, I did not see that. I will be honest. Absolutely. You know... I, I want to give the refs like some kind of help here because I feel like everybody's on the refs. Maybe they were just letting them play, but I, I just can't. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, Green Bay had a chance to win that game. Aaron Rodgers should have went for the. He should have just ran it in when they were down there inside the ten, or inside the twenty. He should have just ran it in instead of just trying to throw it into double coverage. I feel like it's especially a thing. Probably on Matt Lafleur. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, you know, with the fact that they kicked the field goal instead of going for a touchdown, mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't think he had enough trust in, in Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. and then you know, Aaron Rodgers left us with a cliffhanger too, talking about everybody's not guaranteed they'll be back next year. He's so probably is- not. I mean, let's be honest here. I don't think Matt. Oh, Lafleur... wait. Why do we wait? The challenge flag is out. I did not throw that. I. Uh, what's happening right now? Oh, he's moving his head to the. Uh, he's moving his I head challenge JC on this one. I originally thought as well that the emphasis was on Matt Lafleur for going for a field goal, which I still think is stupid. But if I'm a coach and I see my quarterback had two chances to run the ball in for the touchdown and decided to make some ill-advised throws, I probably would kick the field goal too and take my chances stopping them deep in their own territory. Challenge over. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, oh, 
Well, I'm, he, look, I'm, hey, it's something Green Bay is going to have to talk about. It's going to be talked about in Green Bay for a while. You, Listen, you know, you didn't have to challenge me for that. I would have accepted that, honestly. <laughs> All right, you didn't have to challenge me for that, but I do, I do think that um, we have kind of seen the the lack of the lack of trust and the windfall from that between Matt Lafleur and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. I mean, it's it's very interesting to see, and it all started out with the draft. Oh! That Jordan Love um, yeah. I mean, but you you do have a, a wonderful point. Uh, you saw two ill-advised throws before, and you wouldn't run it in. I mean, yeah, you're right. I so mean, now I'd kick it too. So I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind with one interesting fact here. So the average, so the a, a cheap seat for this year's Super Bowl, and there's gonna be twenty-two thousand fans there. Seven thousand five hundred of them are going to be healthcare workers that have been vaccinated for COVID. So. A cheap seat get your get get you get your blood pressure ready. A cheap seat is eleven thousand seven hundred twenty-two dollars. Watch me to sit up up in the upper room of the stadium. <laughs> the upper room. Yes, Lord. Uh, I need my drink. Good Lord. You said eleven. Yeah. Eleven thousand seven hundred twenty-two dollars. That's oh, exactly. Lord. Do we have? Do we know what the the most expensive seat is? Can I? What's the end zone seats? I don't even want to look. I don't even want to look. Seventy five thousand dollars is the most expensive ticket. Yes, I looked it up today. No. Oh lord. And if you go back to and if you think about go back to when the Bucks first played their first Super Bowl, it was like five hundred dollars for a ticket, I think. And then you go back even further and think about when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl. Or played in the first Super Bowl, a Super Bowl ticket was like five or ten bucks. That made me think of when gas was thirty. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. So wow. we on to the NBA. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. So uh, the NBA Players Association and Chris Paul is the leader of that, says he wants to have the All-Star game in early March in Atlanta, but he also wants to make this move so he can allow the game to be financially beneficial to HBCUs and COVID relief. So I I see the move. I see why. What you you got, Josh? I, I, I I see the wheels turning. What's moving it to Atlanta gonna do for HBCUs? I guess because that's and like kind of COVID nineteen relief. What's that gonna do for the rest of us not in Atlanta? Thank you for highlighting my good points. <laughs> I mean, it's just the questions we can't answer. I mean, I bet you he got stock somewhere in Atlanta. That's why. I'm yeah, possibly. I feel like if Chris Paul was like physically here, he could answer that question for you. I feel like there's a more detailed answer that he has. Well, until until I see Chris Paul accept our, our offer for an interview, uh, I'm gonna continue clowning. <laughs> listen, listen, I don't live in Atlanta. I've been hit by mm-hmm. COVID-19. Where my money at? So you telling me that, that what you're saying is that the money made from the All-Star game 
right? It's going to go mm. towards everybody affected in COVID-19. Hell, the government won't do that. <laughs> I need my you stimulus ready? check, yeah. I need Who my stimulus it? check, yeah. Fun fact! All the Give workers who have been given COVID-19 shots, tests, around Raymond James Stadium, none of them received tickets to the Super Bowl because they have not been able to been vaccinated yet. That's messed up. Dang. Dang. That's messed up. Not messed up that you said that, but like, that's dang. That's that's messed up. Ain't nobody helping with COVID-19. You on your own, buddy. NBA, I need my stimulus man. check, yeah. I need my stimulus NFL check. NFL don't yeah. care about you, bro. Just you gotta get it on your own. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Watch me. I agree. Oh I just goodness. need my stimulus check, yeah. I need Miami. my stimulus. Miami. Yeah, that's the other Go one ahead. too. Go ahead. I'm waiting on that. Go ahead. The Miami Heat plan to use sniffing dogs in order to scream fans. I told you not to bring that weed in here. I told you to leave it in the car. You know what? And see, that's what's going that's what's going to happen. That is exactly what's going to happen if this works out. Cuz and it's you know my... what? I, I'm a, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to you know, I'm going to save that conversation for y'all cuz I, I watched I actually watched the documentary regarding that. But um ready? I I mean ready? It, I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, it's Miami. Y'all gonna catch a whole lot more than COVID. I'll tell you that. I know exactly. Exa- that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. They gonna catch a whole lot more. Cause boy, they gonna be like, run, Jimmy, run. Exactly. Half the we gotta get half the half the stadium. Half the people going in there. Not gonna watch the game. That's what happened when the dog get too close nah, and hit the pocket. That's what's going to happen right now. You're going to know something wrong right then and now. Listen, them dogs ain't going to be sniffing no COVID. And listen, I don't even want to understand. COVID came. <laughs> COVID came. <laughs> listen, I don't even want to try to understand Bingo. how a dog can sniff a virus. <laughs> I don't want to understand what y'all did to try and make that happen. Because I ain't never heard of some stuff like that. <laughs> Who is it? Can somebody teach my dog how to sniff out an STD? <laughs> That's what I need. Listen. Listen. I don't know the process or processes of having a dog be able to smell a virus. Oh, oh man. When, I got sold! Uh, I'm super bad. Came out for. Oh, like, man. Listen, I know it takes months oh. of training to train a dog. This had to be a plan for a long time. And somebody would just wait to use this. It had to be. Like, because if oh, this yeah. didn't get used, this is going to be a waste of taxpayer money. I, <laughs> I just can't. I can't see it. Okay. So wait, are they? Do we? Do we have information? Are they drug dogs? Honestly, I feel like these are drug dogs. 
So how you gonna? Never mind. Who is it? <coughs> Who is it? I, I have a question. Yes. How do they know when the dogs became good at sniffing COVID? There we. That's what I was gonna say, but I didn't want to say it. There we go. Oh, I still think the dog, the dude that was talking about the STDs, he was on to something. He was on to something. He, he, he really was. was Listen, really we spending so much. Listen, if a vaccine just came out, you spending so much to try and limit COVID, just give everybody the vaccine. One. Exactly. Two. Two. Where the hell is that drug, that dog sniffing STD thing at? Because I. I'll tell you, there's a lot of players out here in the world who need it. Yes. Watch me! I'm not naming no names, but I'll tell you they super spies. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here, oh, here we go. Let's here we go. Just remember to wrap your dolphin, all right? So, oh, oh, wow. Super bad. So, wow. listen, do you think it's actually going to work? <laughs> oh, Lord, here <laughs> Do you think? Do you think this? I was gonna say something. Do you uh, think this actually can work? I want you to yes look and at the no. Camera. Yes, yes and no. I, yes and no. I'm, I feel like I feel like they're going to use it to find, use it to like kind of pinpoint COVID, but I feel like they're gonna find other things, like marijuana, and like possibly cocaine, and other Listen. drugs. But I, I thought when you got COVID, you lost your smelling. You didn't admit an odor. You, that, that, being that's true too. Look, I I don't think that this is gonna work. I mean, because first of all, can are is anyone able to tell me if a dog can smell the difference between having COVID and being next to someone with COVID, or? Can they tell me if a dog can smell COVID antibodies? Because what if you did have COVID, right? You know, off chance, let's say someone got mm -hmm. sick, had COVID, right? You get COVID antibodies. There's gotta be a, is there a difference in smell between that and, and, and getting and having COVID? I mean, there's just not enough information. Here, right? mm. And then, man, you gonna get a dog to bite somebody because they sick? <laughs> Cause think about it, drug dogs. Drug dogs are trained, right? They they smell it and then they get real violent, right? Yeah. The dog smell COVID on you, right? Let's say he you gonna get violent. He gonna get violent. And what if? Yeah. What if you like me, right? And I hear that dog bark and I'm I'm turning to look, right? What if you like me, dog walking by me? <sighs> I'm gonna start running <laughs> like I got all the goods on me, the goodie bags and everything. I mean, I don't think it's a smart idea. Who is it? <laughs> You're not funny. But listen, I, I do want to take these last 30, uh, 33 seconds. You can carry it over into the hot topics too. You're right. But uh, I do want to take the this last bit of time to uh remember that it's been one year since we lost kobe yeah one year yesterday since we yeah, lost kobe true. bryant um, that still doesn't feel real man 
it it doesn't it doesn't and it's unfortunate that uh people die early and i don't want to get yeah. philosophical on things like that but um it's really unfortunate that's why you should uh enjoy people while they're here yes and make sure you take care of your loved ones and everything like that especially now during this pandemic hour you know, with, uh, yes covid running around especially your older relatives so that's what's your guys' fondest memory of uh COVID. I'm mean, Kobe. Kobe. Because I'm Kobe. 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 Uh, what you guys are talking about? Kobe. Mine is. Uh, I want to say in those, him being on those teams, those first three championship teams with the Lakers, and him stepping over Tyron Lue. Wasn't that Allen Iverson? Oh my bad. My bad. God. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, I'll go first. Listen. Yeah, you, you go I'm first. A, I'm, I'm not a super big basketball person. I had a blonde moment. But oh. I will say that my fondest memory of Kobe, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the commercial with him and Kanye West. Are you a different beast, but the same animal at the same time? Mm-hmm. And then Kanye goes, what the f- does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> Best moment ever that I've seen right there. And you know what? That really personified his example as Black, Black Mambo right there. Are you a different yeah. beast than the same animal at the same time? Now I will say, okay, I got another one. And this one was actually Kobe. You sure? So there was a video he made talk, like later in his career talking about when he, got in, when he first got in the league and Everyone told him, when you play against Michael Jordan, don't look Michael in the eyes because he'll intimidate you. And he said, I am that, and you people don't realize that. Because people need to realize Kobe was one of those guys that would come on the court and stare down Michael Jordan and was not afraid of him or those Chicago Bulls teams. It's just I don't think the talent around Kobe was ready yet to take on Jordan and the Bulls in a seven-game finals at the time. But that is my Kobe Bryant memory. Him kind of clarifying to the world that he is that same monster and that same beast that Michael Jordan was. So that's, Different that's, monster, that's same got. beast. Different monster, same beast at the same time. Bro, you yes. got one? I, I really, wow, you're talking about one moment. I remember when Kobe scored 82 points. And he didn't seem like he had anybody else on his team that could help him. They just kind of sit picket fences, and he just kind of ran through. And he just kept scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. And at the end of the game, when they interviewed him, and it was like, you know, you just scored 82 points instead of him like, wow, I'm great. He's like, yeah, we need to get better. Mm-hmm. And when you hear, I guess my my most memorable moment of Kobe are other players talking about how great he was. Like players on other teams who get to the gym three hours early to shoot and he's already been shooting. 
and you start thinking, man, why were you there so early? And he says, because you're not. Mm-hmm. If you want to be great, don't be like me. Be great. Find out mm-hmm. what greatness is to you inside of you and be that all the time. Right. Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah. Wow. We're getting to a darker part of the show. Uh, the um, mourns the loss of uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. The real home run champion. Not Barry Bonds. Now. Hank Aaron. My co-host on the other show, uh, his best friend growing up, one of his best friends growing up was Hank Aaron's grandson. So he really got to meet Hank Aaron. Like I read a lot and watched a lot of video of Hank Aaron and saw interviews, but you guys really need to research Hank Aaron. He came out of Alabama in the 50s. Uh, he was born in, 19, in 1936, I think. <clears throat> You got to look at the pressure that was on this man growing up, dealing with the KKK, who were the cops, the governors, the, the Congress people, the, they were the KKK. And for him to fight his way out of there, he was, a, was talented in multiple sports, but baseball was the one he was able to, the vehicle he used to get out of there because he wanted to get out of the deep south. And then you go to Milwaukee and Milwaukee moves to Atlanta. Kind of like oh, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. man was incredible. He, he was incredible. His integrity spoke like nothing else. When he refused to come to Barry Bonds' game when he broke his record, that told me all I needed to know. He wasn't being yeah, selfish. Agree. He wasn't being cynical. He said, I earned mine. And that's all mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. I can get with that. You know, I can get speaking that. of that. I was going to ask. So nobody made it into the Hall of Fame for pro baseball. Nobody. And Barry Bonds was up for it. And you see, here's my thing with Barry Bonds and even A-Rod. They both, they both cheated. Heck of a talent. I physically, I physically met A-Rod once. Did you look at Barry Bonds' numbers before the uh, HGH kicked in. He was still the best baseball player ever. When you look at his numbers in the field, stolen bases, hits, home runs, RBIs, he was the best baseball player on the planet. And that right there is my question. Can you excuse or even discount the HGH thing? and let him in the Hall of Fame, or can you just not sever, sever him from that? But did he ever fail a drug test? No. That's did true you too. actually ever catch him? No. That's yeah, true. his head grew like three size times the size of normal, but and he, he got huge, and he started hitting more and more home runs, but do you have any physical proof? Because if you did... Then this, there wouldn't be a debate. Mm. Sorry, guys. I can no go ahead. I, yeah, that, that was good. That was this. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I because this uh this turned into a, a whole argument and when I was playing video games, right? Some of us, you know, talk sports while we're playing games and stuff. And this turned into a thing. Should Barry Bond 
be allowed to make it. And I brought up the same point as you. I was like, but before the, he was still the best. I mean, like there was no question. Right. And you know, there is no proof. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it, it's kind of like the OJ thing. Like is OJ guilty? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like if the glove. I ain't touching that one. I ain't touching that one. I ain't touching that wait, one. Wait, come on now. You know he wrote a book after it and said, if I did it. <laughs> come on now. Come oh, on Lord. now. Don't play. Don't play. Nah, but uh, it's very interesting to hear the differing sides on the Barry Bonds thing. And I, I think that still, despite that, he should probably be in there. Mm. Mm. That's all I got. Jordan does not agree. Formulate your argument, Jordan. What about Barry Bonds? Yeah. I mean, no, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. I, mean, you I was said just in the beginning, he was not the real home run king. He didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So back up your argument, bro. I, my thing is with it is the steroids. But you bring up a valid point that I did not know was the fact that before all of that, he was still balling. So I mean, you you prove my you, you prove my you prove my my argument. Go back and look so, up when he was with Pittsburgh Pirates, him and Bobby Bonilla, mm-hmm. when they went to the World Series. No one in the American League could pitch around Bobby Bonilla because you got Barry Bonds standing right behind. <laughs> so it's like yeah. And what did he get? Three hundred stolen bases, three hundred or five hundred stolen bases, five hundred home runs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. I'm sorry. It's off the charts talent, which makes you question why do it. Yeah, exactly. I guess I guess that's kind of my my thing here. Why would you do it if you are at the top of your game? What would it what what more did you need? The only thing that I could say is probably to stay on the top. But, you know, we got to wrap yeah. it up. We got to wrap it up. But this was some this was some good conversation today. I like this. Was um, so listen. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yes, I'm JC. I'm J Peeps. If you have not already, listen, make sure you make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel. Spotify at Penalty Talk. At Penalty Talk. Uh, Twitter. At Penalty Talk. Instagram. At Throw Flags. YouTube. But you can type in Penalty Talk. At Penalty Talk. Uh, and uh, if you need to email us for anything, you know, bumper sticker, bumper sticker, oh, bumper sticker, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, we, we can send, we can send, we can mail you something now. Just need to cash out that flag on the play sports at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for joining us. Anything you want to say, peeps? Um, I'm looking forward to Super Bowl 55. I think it's going to be one heck of a game. I, I think it's the result is. It's going to be a close game. However, I think the statistics will be a little bit less for guys like Tyreek Hill because it's going to be a better game plan. Man, I don't want any of them to lose. Have a good one.